to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello, welcome to the Chris and Sam podcast. This will be episode 222 of everybody's favorite half hour amazing New Zealand made, made in the Waikato Hamilton podcast. All the swans. What? All the swans, 222. All the swans, 222. There we go. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that before. Have you not? No, it's a bingo thing, but it's, 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 the, de- it's 22. It's both the swans, 22. Oh, yeah, I, I guessed it was bingo. I just, when you said triple two, I was like, bingo doesn't go to triple two. I know no. that. No, no, no. I'm just being silly. Hey, uh, big welcome to uh, one of our newest fans, I'm sure. Uh, Jamie and Tanya Oxley have had a daughter named Heather. So shout out to them. Congratulations, guys. And I know that you're breeding these uh, podcast listeners for us one at a time. So, <laughs> hey, Chris is I, laughing. But I'm I really- laughing because I'm thinking about our growth statistics. Um, it's not going to be very exponential. <laughs> I will take every newborn child as a listener if I need to, to increase the Chris and Sam podcast reach. <laughs> Yeah, world domination in only three thousand years. But honestly, congratulations! <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, no. congratulations, guys! Yeah, uh, no. that's awesome. Congrats! Um, yeah. So, um, oh, mate, do we need to send over something for them? Some sort of kiwi <laughs> yeah. baby Chris, stuff? I'll let you pick it, Chris, because I'm sure it'll be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> babies? What size are they? I have no clue on babies. So, yep. All right, I'll give that a miss. You might give that a miss. Okay. Uh, right. What do we got today? Because I I have so, a functioning face. Right I know. Now, so we that's good. we're very very. Sad to report that his face is now functioning. If you don't know what we're talking about, make sure to follow us on the Chris and Sam podcast on Facebook. You would have seen a video that I posted oh, of no. Chris. No, there's so much interact. People are loving it. Oh, really? Yep. Jer- oh, d- Jeremy Howes, the number one podcast fan, is waiting for the drool of Chris. <laughs> that happened a lot earlier, uh, I have to say. I Yeah, so I had some dental work done. Actually, it was... Deep scale cleaning of my teeth, and apparently, when you they did my lower jaw last time, one injection or two injections does the whole jaw. For the upper, you have to do an injection for every tooth, and there were seven teeth that they were working on. So my oh, okay. whole upper lip was not just numb but tranquilized; it wouldn't move. I couldn't curl my lip. I couldn't move my lip. It was just a big floppy mass of meat. It looked like he was wearing some sort of uh, skin face mask that he <laughs> skinned off someone. That's why I recorded it. It was good. Yeah. All right. But so, now I can speak. I can. Uh, my The mo- movement is back. I have a little bit of numbness still, but no, mostly good. So uh, firstly, let's talk about last night. Me and Chris went on. Well, I was going to say mandate, but that's probably the wrong thing. I got... <laughs> Don't yeah. w- don't want people thinking the wrong thing here, but uh, no, we got well. I got free tickets to the Kiwi film Daffodils, yeah, uh, which I knew nothing about apart from somebody told me it was some sort of weird, uh, not weird, a romantic comedy. Yeah, a musical romantic. Comedy. Yeah, they did mention musical, right? and uh, and which sounds, and that is the Toffee's tail hitting the microphone stand. Yeah, the terrible cat. <sighs> Shush, she's she wants to say hello. Now she's going to shut yeah, up because no. I lifted up some yeah. microphone. Uh, as soon as I put it down, she screams again. Uh, anyway, so um, 
Yeah, so it it didn't sound great. No, Chris didn't have much high hopes for it, uh, but I dragged him along because it's a free movie and uh, it's based uh, on a Waikato story uh, with some shots of the Waikato in there. Yeah, um, yeah. I, and I have some information for you, but carry on. Carry I've on. got the same information. Is it from your mum? Because yeah. I saw oh, her yeah. post on Facebook, Chris. What are you doing on Facebook? I thought I you stalk- don't do Facebook. Oh, I stalk people every you now and then. You stalk my mum? No, st- <laughs> no, no. Be I, careful how you answer this. I stalk your feed to see what you're up to. <laughs> Okay, I thought that was interesting though, because I kept thinking, all right, so what we're talking about, <laughs> yeah, do you want let, to... let's catch the audience up with what you and I are talking about. So um, this movie was set back in the 60s, wasn't it? Yeah. 60s, yeah. 60s, and, and there's a few shots that are definitely Hamilton, so the um, flag, Flagstaff Bridge? Yeah, it? the bridges. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, the bridges. Yeah, it showed a couple of bridges, and then there was the lake, and I thought one shot was the lake. And then, but when they're going through the gate into the lake, I'm like, Damn, no, I don't know what that is. No, I was like, that doesn't exist. Yeah, I thought, but I had to rack my brain real quickly because I was like, hang on, is there some weird entrance I don't know about? And I was no, like, no, I knew it wasn't an entrance, but I thought they maybe made it somewhere. I'm like, where would they make that? And that looks yeah, like true. a lot of work to do. Yeah, but um, I posted it on uh, on my Facebook, and Mum jumped on there and said, um, "Did she say it was in Marston or was it in Capity?" Masterton is what I remember. Yeah, okay. So it was in Masterton. She was taking the dog for a walk, and they uh, were filming that. And uh, so they actually filmed that, which makes sense now because Ben Woolen was the only Person. name we recognised in the credits because yes. sat there and watched pretty much all the credits. Um, and I was like, man, there's a lot of people in Hamilton. But Ben's moved down to Wellington. Oh, uh, okay. He? So yeah. that's probably, it would be mostly based down that way, I guess. I guess so. Mm. But so um, good uh, good selection of Kiwi music in there. Yeah, very Kiwi music. And pretty, I like I liked how they were doing some of their cuts and edits and yeah, with the music. Uh, high production value, way higher production value than I expected. Yeah, it's definitely um, higher than act- what you expect. Great actors, both of them. The dude yeah. apparently is on Home and Away, I got told. Oh, I wouldn't have a clue. I don't know. Neither. Um, is that an Australian one, eh? Yeah. And um, she's... I can't think what she's from, but... Oh, no, she's cute. Um, but they used her, her first name as the character is her real name in real Rose, life. Rose, yeah. Yeah, so... <clears throat> yeah, so it's really good. I, I would definitely recommend it. Um, and we need to talk to Camille and Stuart from The Breeze and say, next time you get free tickets for films, particularly around this area, give some to the Waikato Film Hub because there's a whole bunch of people... We know that would have loved to have been there. Yes. And um, there was plenty of empty seats. There was plenty of empty seats. So, yeah, it was good. Oh, and the really good thing I liked was because it was a um, freebie thing with the radio station, there's no trailers. It goes straight into the movie. Six o'clock, boom. Yeah, that was quite cool. It was different. I was like, oh, cool. They didn't tell you to turn off your um, turn off your phone, mute your phone. So I muted my phone for a litre. On Sunday. Yes, okay. What I didn't do oh, is turn off my alarm for the gym at four o'clock. Oh, no. And the, the alarm will go. <laughs> the alarm went off. How long? Oh, my God. I got some dirty looks. But a litre, if you haven't looked at it, definitely check it out the trailer. Yeah, the trailer. Oh, I haven't seen it. I just saw the trailer. I'd never heard of it, but Chris had come across the, some of the production people at... Um, no, it was just a promo um, oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. At, 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 um, Armageddon. Armageddon. And I took photos. I didn't know what it was, and I thought I'd keep an eye out for it. And then when I went down to Weta Workshop when uh, I had my car vacation, um, I uh, 
Yeah, they they said uh, Alita was one of the things Weta Workshop Digital, Weta Digital worked on. It's a fantastic film. I'm really impressed with it. Um, that's obviously a mega high budget, uh, written and produced by um, James Cameron yep. with, with others. He wasn't the only writer and wasn't the only producer. J- John Landau was also a producer. And it was directed by Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. You're right there. You spat that out. I've got a numb lip. I'm just going to say that's my excuse. Yeah, he's so, not yeah. drinking any alcohol. He's on the water. I'm on water. That's how bad it is right now. Um, so, yeah, definitely check out a leader if you want to chance, get the chance and daffodils. Um, and we'll just stick with film news just for a second or two. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, so by the time you hear this, I will have been to Arahanui Film Festival. Yes, One of our he films, would have, actually. Um, Bloody Late Shift is playing. Um, and I think I'm finally going to see Shepard. Oh, I'm cool. pretty sure that's playing there as well. Very good. So, so, so Saturday, we'll get a rundown cool. on the next podcast episode uh, from Chris all about that. Yeah, and um, yeah, and I'm going up to Hollywood for a mystery movie or something. Hollywood, uh, Hollywood movie theater. And oh, when's that? A uh, couple of weeks away. So it's just me, Sash, Ben, and Adam. Yes. Was it just the one? Are they just playing one movie, or is it? It's not a whole. Okay. I didn't pay much attention. Said, so yeah, anything. I mean, it could it could be multiple movies, one movie. They could have actually told you what the movie is. Maybe Chris will find out. Yeah, I don't do detail. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, um, detail. Yeah. So I uh, got the story here about this. Uh, they got this world, like a uh, life changing wheelchair made in New Zealand, ready to go out on the world market. And uh, it's called the Omeo. O M E O. It used to be called Ogo. Now, oh, o- right, because I've I've seen the Ogo, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. so okay. it's ready for market now. But Ogo is the name of the off-brand um, Zorb ball in Rotorua, so I'm guessing that's why they had to change their name. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's interesting. It's based on Segway technology, so it's only got two wheels, and they just lean forward or sort of move their body. And it's I never really thought about it, but the guy's like, it keeps you both hands completely free. Yeah. And you never really thought about it because well, I'm always just like, yeah, they got their hands free, but no, they don't because they're always rolling. Because we went to the rugby the other week with uh, X Men. I don't think we ever told that story. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't. And uh, I, I went to uh, there was a work do, and we went to corporate box. And, and you it may have free, mentioned it, free boost. But anyway, I said to X Men, "That's the best job on the field." And he's like, "What?" I said, was the it camera the camera? Man, it's the yeah. cameraman on the segway. Yeah. So he has both hands free, and he's just whizzing up and down the side of the field. With his steady body cam? steady, yes, yeah. steady cam. That's the word. Because um, it's just awesome. Because the one time I went to the rugby, it was like this little tiny blonde woman doing that mm. and going real quick. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like just fun. <laughs> it does. So that's pretty cool coming out of New Zealand, and it's going to change and help people's lives. Um, yeah, cool. It's it's good being a guy, hey Sam. Is it? It is because we get paid more than women. Um, unless you work at Gilmore's, and then you get paid. It's a bit yeah. rough. No, I'm not going to say anything like that. No, but... Um, you just did. So, <laughs> I won't say anything like that, but I just did. Yeah, I just yeah. did. Um, gender tickets in Berlin Metro. So they have tickets there that um, are 22% below the cost of standard tickets. For females. For women, yes, to highlight the gender pay gap in Germany, which is the worst in Europe, oh. 22%. I mean, that's an interesting thing to do. That's good. Uh, what cracked me up is there's a backlash <laughs> on the... In- Internet from men who said, but that's unfair. 
Yeah, no, you <laughs> you always get that. <laughs> but like, duh, that's the whole point. Like, and, and they're probably what? they're probably the incel people anyway. So let's not yeah, worry about that. Yeah, yeah. But I, I was really impressed with that, and I thought this is a great idea. Rah, rah, rah. And then it turns out that it's only done on gender pay gap days. There's oh. actually gender pay gap days in Europe. What does that mean, though? It's like a you know national oh, oh okay feed your yeah, ferret yeah, yeah. day or whatever. It's national gender pay gap day, but they do it more often, like once every couple of weeks or something. But, yeah. Oh, okay, um, uh, weird. Anyway, so are you a fan of pigeons? Um, not really. So they've just sold what they call the Lewis Hamilton of pigeons. Oh right, at auction. Because that's a thing. But the thing... Like, is, is it in pounds? I'm going to guess it went for about 36,000, 40,000 pounds. Uh, they sold it... No, they didn't. They sold it to two Chinese bird racing enthusiasts. And um, pre the previous one... Uh, oh, no, no, actually, sorry. The previous one was sold to two Chinese guys, and that went for 1.4 million, right? Wow. That's okay. This other one just recently went for 2.1 million. And he knew that Armando was born a champion. Uh, yeah, so in the final hour, someone shot the bid up by an extra $100,000. So, you know, Syria, you know, they've had a it's a court, yeah. war and stuff. That's a, uh, the best breeding place for pigeons historically for years and years and years. Really? So there was a whole bunch of pigeon enthusiasts when the wars broke out were going there and avoiding, you know, like – Going danger tourism to get pigeons and buy them off the black market. Basically, people that want to That's flee amazing. had to get money. And um, yeah, Syrians were, were the best pigeon breeders in the world, like for, for like a hundred years or something like that. So um, and and of course they do like pumpkins, the bloodlines right. and stuff That's like right. that. So it was all a big deal. But I mean, like this story just uh, sort of backs up. Like it doesn't matter what you're into. There are going to be enthusiasts and things that take to the next level. It doesn't matter what you do. Yeah, and some of them have money, ridiculous yeah, amounts yeah, of money. Yeah. Somehow, somewhere, someone because got- people always um, when they talk. Like, obviously, I talk a lot about giant pumpkins and stuff, and I'm going to talk about it again in a minute. Yeah, but um, people are like, and I and I always say to people when when I give a talk about a pumpkin, the main story is like if you're passionate about something, do it. Or do talk about it or get that conversation going. Because a lot of people go, oh, I'll do this thing in the garret. You know, oh, they don't want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Because somewhere along the lines, someone would have said, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. And I've come across that as well. But I, And I've hung around you a lot and you've talked to a lot of people. Like we went to the movies, um, Daffodil thing, and just it was giant pumpkins all night long um, yeah. to everybody. But the key is you talk with such enthusiasm about it. People have no freaking clue what you're talking about, but they're just carried away. It's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, this sounds awesome. That sounds great. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you just need to find your thing, I think, is the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and talk with enthusiasm. But the it. giant pumpkin update, sad time this week. He is, Sam is dressed in black. I don't know if this is relevant, but <laughs> no, it's not. Black. No, oh, you should have said yes, it was. <laughs> no, it would have been a bit weird. No, R-A-P. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, it's not. No, my pup, Jerry the pumpkin is okay at the moment. Our pumpkin's fine. Yeah, well, our pumpkin. I'm call it our yeah. pumpkin. Okay, you know, it's, it's here. It's, it's here at the Chris and Sam podcast world headquarters. Uh, no, so Tim Harris, current record holder, current uh, Southern Hemisphere grower, uh, 808 kilo pumpkin from last year. Well, his season's just come to an end because his second pumpkin finally split and got a hole in it. And then he weighed it, and it was 858 kilos. 
and uh, that would have been a new record, and it was still doing four kilos a day. Still growing by my pumpkin. Yeah, yeah, my pumpkin's only about a hundred kilos, but it's grown in two square meters of dirt, which is pretty good. But uh, I cut it off the vine because the vine was looking weird, and then I. <laughs> Had some sort of mental problem and thought, oh, well, the the stem, the big stem coming out of this pumpkin was a bit soft. And in my head, I was like, well, if it happens to Tim, basically, this rot could be going into my pumpkin and destroying it. So I chopped it off. Um, probably the stem. A, the stem. Probably a bit more than I needed to. And normally when I've seen them break off or been cut off, they're all solid. My one is hollow. And from the tip where it was connected to the vine, going all the way into the pumpkin is this weird-looking umbilical cord thing. And uh, I pulled that out, and now I've packed it full of sulfur. And uh, I'll share a photo of the weird-looking thing uh, on the Christmas Sam <laughs> podcast Facebook page. I've I think got- you could have said that with more enthusiasm. <laughs> anyway, 10 more days till the carnival. When you hear this podcast episode, it will be seven more days. Uh, at some point, I'll lose my shit and get more stressed out. But uh, I'm hoping that pumpkin... Uh, lasts and then we have to get it into the car. Yeah, we have to get it. No. That's team flat team building there. Yeah, no, that should be right. We we should manage it. You've got we've got the tarps after all. Like it's not like those poor people that don't have pumpkin lifting tarps. And for those that you don't know, pumpkin lifting tarps are a thing. They're really yeah, they're good to have. They're, they're great to have, particularly if you have large pumpkins you have to lift and move. Yes, um, I've got a story here, Chris, and it's probably I. I it's probably not the funniest story, but it made me chuckle and I think about it. And the reason I think about it is because I don't usually very rarely drink coffee. Right. All right. So this guy has just been at the Hastings District Court on Tuesday and he got charged with common assault and resisting police, right, from something he did in October. Okay. Right. So this guy called Bruce Royal, he's not usually a coffee drinker, but he goes to the Focal Point Cinema after he said he'd finished five cups of black coffee in a short period of time. Now, it doesn't explain why he did this, but he's on five things of coffee. He throws up in the foyer, and he helps the staff clean it up with a mop and bucket. That's good. Sounds okay. Nice guy. Yeah. Then he walks over towards the counter, pushes a staff member out of the way, goes behind the counter, gets four bottles of water out of the fridge, pushes the person back out of the way, and then goes on the other side of the counter. He reckons, uh, and then apparently his behavior escalated due to the caffeine. He starts drinking the water from the bottles and then squirting members of the public with his newfound water bottles. What? The manager comes in who says, hey, what are you doing? He becomes aggressive, steps towards the manager, headbutts him in the face. Ooh. He's then approached by the police and they said, you're under arrest. But he pushes the cop away and starts running. He confronted by another cop. And starts running, but then he trips over as he heads towards the exit. They try and handcuff him, um, and he refuses to place his hands behind his back. Um, they had to. It took three officers to basically end up handcuffing him. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that is just bizarre. So he got ordered to pay three hundred dollars for emotional harm, and uh, he had to appear in court if he was called upon. He was stressed out at the time. He's sorry for his actions. He's never been before the courts or anything. I have. Have you ever been over caffeinated? Not that I know of. I, I, I definitely have. So when I was in Morocco, um, you instead of going to a pub, because it's pretty low alcohol environment in Morocco, um, you'd go to a coffee shop. 
Okay. And you'd all sit and talk. Yeah. Um, and it was really cool. I really loved it. It was great. And I was uh, 23, 22, 23 at the time. And, um, but I didn't speak Arabic. Not much anyway. I knew a few words and bits and pieces. Um, my French wasn't that great, which is the two national languages of Morocco, French and Arabic. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that, but yeah. now I do. Um, and so, um, yeah, so they're mostly talking in Arabic, and I, and then some of them would talk in a bit of English. You know, they had pretty crap in English, some of them. Yeah. Right. Um, so I'm just sitting there listening and hanging out and drinking coffee. Strong coffee, yeah. like Turkish coffee. Yeah, yeah. Like, and so I'm having coffee after coffee after. But coffee. you don't realize how many you've had. Uh, I, I, after a while, um, I, and this happened a few times. I'm like, I'll be back. And and Sid Mohammed was the guy I went over with. Simon, we called him. Yeah. Simon would go, Oh, where are you going? Well, the first time, I'm like, Where are you going? I've got to walk off the coffee. And I literally would go up and walk around the block a couple of times to come back and sit down because yeah, you can only have so much. And I, th- I think if I was um, but are these- talking and all that, I wouldn't be sipping so much. Oh, okay. But-, but because I was listening and not... Yeah, yeah. okay. So I was going to say, are these guys drinking heaps? Yeah, no, because they, they're talking. They're having a bit, but um, because, yeah, because I can't say much. Yeah. Just drink more. Chris. Anyway, noticeable. Um, I like this. This Another one made me a giggle a little bit because I heard the... I saw the headline and I'm like, What? That's crap. So there's a Georgia bill, a bill in, of parliament, or yeah. whatever they call it in the States, Congress or something, and it um, requires men to report every release of sperm from their testicles to law enforcement what? over the age of 55. What? So a, a new bill in Georgia would require men 55 and older to report each and every time they ejaculate to the nearest law enforcement agency immediately. What? The pr- proposed legislation, HB 604, is short and sweet. And that's pretty much what. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going. This There's is, more to this, this isn't is there? Stupid, this makes right? no sense. So the whole thing, um, the proposed legislation is response, in response to the recent heartbeat abortion bill, HB 481, passed by the Georgia House. The controversial HB 481 would outlaw most abortions once a doctor can detect a heartbeat in the womb. Or around six weeks, which is actually before most people, no. women, even know yeah, they're yeah. pregnant, right? So, yeah. so it's really silly. Ah, oh, so okay. this is a tongue-in-cheek yeah, legislation, okay, not expected to pass. They'll pass need it. to highlight the absurdity. No, nah, they'll pass of it. it. Yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. Because ki- I read it, I'm like, they'll be kicking is- down the doors of sixty-year-olds. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Hey, touch yourself. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I thought that was funny, and I could see how proposing a really ridiculous bill like that actually engages conversation. You'd and hope it's so. sort of in, in a fun so. way too. So I'm quite impressed with that. I thought that was a pretty cool cool thing, really. Yeah. yeah over, overall. Oh, yeah, yeah, once you know what's going on. Yeah, once you know what's going on. Not when you just <laughs> not just when you hear that first line. I'm like, what? Cuz it's America. I don't know. I'm like I could go over there and just play around for 3 more years and before I'm hit that age. So <laughs> Okay, cool. Yeah, that's all. That was oh. my f- obviously that was my first thought. Yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. It should be your first thought. Uh, I, it was. Oh, You've yeah. got this other one here from well, last week. This was a few weeks ago now. Uh, Alessandro Strumio. I thought we talked about this. Did we not? Uh, you tell me the story, and I will tell you. Alessandro Strumio, who worked, uh, did a workshop at for gender equality at Stur- at CERN. No, you have so, not. I'm no, just reading the thing. No. He he was supposed to he was 
attending a gender equality workshop. Okay. And he spoke. He's a physicist. Yeah. Um, he's a, what do they call it? A resident doctor, whatever you want to call it. A Tenure, PhD. whatever. Yeah, that sort of thing yep. at CERN. Okay. And uh, he did a 30-minute talk on how physics was invented by man men and explained why women cannot be effective in the field. I bet that went down well. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. It didn't. Are you sure, enough. Why? So that was about a year ago, but he's finally been let go as, oh, sorry, as an associate professor. Oh, yeah. CERN. So, um, but yeah, and he's and he's uh, quite disappointed that CERN has, has, um, <coughs> has let him go and he can't see the point. And he goes, I'm sure I will be vindicated when people look at the facts that I gave them. Not facts. Where's this guy facts. talking from, the 1800s? <laughs> well, I don't know what Switzerland's like. I, I forgot what. I think he's Italian. Uh. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. It was it was the, just – I thought it was a, a an onion story when I first came across it. It sounds like one. But it's not. It's, it's true. And I've seen the video of him going, no, 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 no. If you check the facts, um, so we, somebody will, will will show that I'm right in the, sometime in the future, and they'll go, "Oh yeah, he's completely correct." I just don't see that at all. But I suppose all we need to do now is show him some flat Earth stuff. Yeah. He'll be all over that like a rash. <laughs> yeah, he's a physicist. No, it doesn't matter. He'll be flat Earthing all over the place. <laughs> I wonder if he's over fifty-five. Anyway, um- <laughs> he could fit into a few things there. Uh, so what do you got coming up other than the Great Pumpkin Carnival? No, nah, that's a, that's my whole consuming life. This Yeah, it's terrible. This week is just full on, actually. I've got a work meeting in Auckland, but apparently it's too hard to drive up in the morning, so I think I'm staying in a hotel the night before, which actually makes it worse for me because that night before could have been really productive at doing Pumpkin Carnival stuff. But now I'm just going to be in a hotel. <laughs> actually, you probably need the night off. Maybe. Well, no. Oh, I, I got, um, actually, well, I shouldn't say. I've got. Um, Where's this going? This could be interesting. <laughs> no, Buckle the, in. The boss says, oh, we're going to take some of um, the, the team to uh, Auckland for a night for, thank you for working hard for us. Oh, that's awesome. Some stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Really cool. Very good. No, just pumpkin carnival stuff. Uh, I've got a high ab. I had to pay for that. I've got more lifting gear being made. Got to pay for that. And uh, all the stuff from the prints has turned up today. And I think that's about it. Cool. I don't know. It's about, <laughs> I keep thinking there's something I've forgotten to do. I know. I, I, I finally went to get my tickets for um, for Ara Hanui because I told um, Carolyn that's the one thing I would work work on. I'd do. And she let you do that? Yeah, I know because I got her. And to, she knows you better book, than anybody. I got her to book the the hot pools and and the um, accommodation oh, and everything else. Yeah. And she goes, well, "Are you going to sort out the tickets?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll sort that out." So I finally got to it <laughs> today. Yeah. It's in two days time. Um. And uh, yeah, it's cash at the door. So <laughs> that was oh, easy. Okay. That's <laughs> just, all right. I've just got to make sure tomorrow I get actually get some cash because I don't think they have it. Yeah, no, but they've got an ATM machine in Teotoha somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. I'm sure I've seen one. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. That's what's happening. Tell us what you're up to this week. We'd love to hear from you. Come leave a message on Facebook. Um, just stab it in there. Actually, uh, um, I've got to see this video that he's put up because I have not seen it. Oh, it's on my phone. I'll show you in a sec. my face. No, it's good. Uh, I was trying to put Facebook back on my phone because people always want to try and contact you via Facebook when you're in the middle of an event. 
you know, and ask the dumbest questions. So this year I made a, uh, like a question and answer page and I've been trying to get people to go there and do that sort of stuff. And uh, there's a couple of cool uh, non-Facebook sort of, um, oh, I can't remember the name of it, but there's one and it's a wrapper. So it's like, a, just it's just the Facebook website, but redone for your mobile. Oh, yeah. Really, really quick. And none of the privacy problems you have with normal Facebook. And that was going really good. But then I just realized I can just use Facebook page manager, which works really good. And that's how I posted your video. And it worked perfectly. So that's good. So that's a different app, Facebook page manager. Yeah. And that just does Facebook pages. And it shows you when you get a notification or someone talks to you and you can post to all your pages, but you don't Is see your- Is that why it's so hard to look at anything on Facebook pages on the normal Facebook app? I think so, yes. I'm like, I don't even know why they bother. I know. So anyway, check that out if you're managing pages. It seems to work pretty good. And, but you don't have, you can't check your um, normal timeline, personal one. All right. If you only have that app. Yeah. But, but anyway, in so your, your case, it wouldn't matter. No, nobody- it solves my problem <laughs> of make anyway. So check that out. Uh, make sure to come say hi. Uh, go stalk us on Instagram or like it. Uh, leave us a review wherever you find us. And uh, hopefully I'll see one or two of you at Arahanui. Um, I know Adam will be there, but I'll see him before. Adam, make, yeah, if you see Chris before then or whenever you see Chris, give him some constructive feedback about this life, love, whatever. What? Don't worry, it'd be great. Okay. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.